Okay, we're back, and we're talking about SEAL, uh, you know, kind of the last talk we ended up on, learning how to manage you, being uh, okay with with your own heart. I mean, we've got like four or five uh leading up, talks leading up to this point. So I don't want to go back and reiterate all of them. Just go and listen to them. This one, we're really going to start delving in. You remember when we started this series, we really started it talking about the three legs, uh, the trinity of your life, if you will, revolving around this particular subject, which is uh, bound, which would be identity, uh, humility, and then acceptance. And I really think I've kind of, as the teaching has unfolded and we've unpacked four or five up to this point, as I'm going back and listening to them to kind of figure out how I want to go from here and then ultimately finish this series, I realize that the order that they come in really is acceptance. And then stepping out of the acceptance in your vertical relationship finding your identity, and then from your identity, learning how to walk out life outwardly in humility. And you've heard my definition about humility, but since I'm going to unpack a little bit about humility here, I'll reiterate it. To me, the definition of humility is a strength restrained or held under control, meaning that you have a, say, superior strength in a certain area and you could use it in a certain way to fix a problem, but you realize maybe your children need to figure that out themselves and fix that own problem so they'll take ownership of it and grow up healthy adults. So you restrain from doing it for them uh, or doing it from your superiority level because you're better at it, more mature at it, and maybe it's a natural gifting. Uh, I gave the scriptural context in the beginning that uh, Jesus in in Philippians, it says uh, all the, he, that he did not think it was uh, robbery to be made equal with God, but he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. So true humility was Jesus didn't have to go to the cross for him or anything he did, but he restrained the strength of living eternally in his one body, Christ living in one body, and forever and he went to the cross to do the will of the Father. So he submitted his will to the Father's will. And true humility is when we restrain our strength and, and hold it down so that we live a holistic life from being accepted vertically, learning how and who we are as an identity piece, and then from there stepping into uh, the humility piece of living out life daily with people. So the main thing with humility I want to hit is I, I don't want you to um, be somebody's doormat or rug that, that people walk over. That's not humility. That's false humility. It's just like someone giving you a, a sincere compliment about something you do well and you, and you know in your heart that you do it well when they give it and it's proper versus someone flattering you and blowing smoke up your rear trying to get something from you. That's the difference between humility and false humility. It's the same thing and just a different way for you to look at it and see the two ends of the, uh, the bookends of the bookshelf. And so you want to live from the place of humility. And, I, and the question we're going to kind of kick this off with is... Is your life being lived from a place of true humility? Remember the last talk we ended on managing you. 
Well, managing you is a great segue into this one because humility uh, is one of those things that is harder to live out than it is to talk about it, obviously. Everything in life is. And so what I want you to understand is to live out the true, powerful self that you are, creating healthy boundaries, learning how to receive acceptance from the vertical relationship first and foremost, and then if others accept you, fine. If they don't, you're okay. And that that's what we're really going after is being whole as a, as a spirit being having a human experience in this earth. We want to live as holistic as we can and as true to the beliefs, convictions, and the things that burn in our own heart outwardly from there to make the world a better place. So that's pretty much the reason I do everything that I do. And this is just an, one talk or one series of extensions of, of maybe how you can live your life out a little bit better from the standpoint of humility. True humility is lived when you develop you at a mature level and you know how to control you. That's really an easy generic definition for you to grasp. So true humility is when I learn how to control me. In other words, in any kind of situation, let's just use business. And uh, we, we're, we're rocking. We're having the best year. You know, 2017 was one of the best years of our company history. It was the best year of our company history prior to about a decade prior, which we peaked at 07, and we had to rebuild through the post-08 meltdown back into, and we rebranded, did this, that, and the other. I won't go through the whole story. But in 2017, we're rocking, right? And we're, we're, everything we touch just seems to turn to gold. You can't get to all the work. All the contracts are coming in. In that place, if you're not careful, because I've been here in business many times, because there's a business cycle of about five to 10 years, and it peaks and it rolls over, and then it has a couple years where things are not necessarily terrible, but they're tougher to get jobs. The economy slows down. It's a cyclical flow of the economy. And if you're not careful, when you're riding high, like we were in 17, you just kick back and you say, wow, you know, we're so wonderful. Our strengths and, 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 and our superior marketing and all the things we're doing, and maybe all that is true from the standpoint of what you're doing to engage your clients to get business. But suddenly, you just set back a little bit too long and you set back on into 19 and maybe 2020, and then the market rolls over or the economy rolls over, and you haven't planned for 21 and 22 or 2020 and 21, which it would be leaner years. Now, I'm not prophesying that. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just giving you a for instance. I can give you some cycles prior where this happened. I can take you through the, the, the late 90s where we just exploded, built two different companies. We built we spun off another multi-million dollar company and sold it out of our mothership, so to speak, from 98 to 2000, uh, probably the end of 97, beginning it, and really around 2000, halfway through it, we kind of got to the point where we could sell that out. I think the transaction actually took place in 2001. But what I realized is, I did, you know, 01 came, 9-11 came, and 9-11 wasn't the reason for the cyclical slowdown. 
the reason for the cyclical slowdown was because the 90s were one of the best decades of our business history. And in, in the recovery uh, that started in the mid 80s when we started our business. So we were at the top of the cycle in 2000. And I remember it like it was yesterday. 2000 was like wonderful on steroids. It's like everything, same thing that happened in 17. I can point back to, to some other places in life that just happened. It, it happened in the mid 90s too, 94, around 93, 94, uh, 95. We were, we were in 96, we were at the top again, uh, so to speak. And then we had a little turn down in, in 97, which wasn't the economy as much as it was our business cycle. But then we went from 98 through 2001, spun a whole nother company off, sold it, a multi-million dollar company from within our company, which was really cool. And um, then 01 came and 2002 was the leanest, meanest year that we had seen in probably a decade, probably since the early 90s when the SNL crisis uh, took place. So in those moments, as I was growing as an individual, I started realizing that exercising boundaries, <laughs> who I truly am in, in that uh, decade of my life, identity, and who I found out the, the, the gold that's inside of me, the parts that I've dug out, and exercising restraint, which is humility, was a big deal because you push the pedal, if you push the gas when you should be pushing the brake in business, let me tell you something, you're gonna end up either out of business, bankrupt, or in a very lean time for many years to come trying to recover from doing that. And I've done a little bit of that, and by the grace of God, it didn't destroy us, although we had some rebuilding years uh, several times because of my thoughts about this will never end and it'll last forever and we're always gonna go up, never down. <laughs> if you're in business, please do not think like that because you're gonna get bit on the rear and you might get bit really bad uh, you know, for you to learn the lesson. Fortunately for me, the times that we had those things, and then I started, you know, looking back and started seeing cycles. I started seeing, okay, there's, there's a, you know, uh, typically in a bull market, in the stock market, there's a five to seven year bull market, that's the average, and then you have a two year bear market. Those are just average numbers over the last 80 some years, uh, almost 100 years since the stock market's been in the last 80 years, that's the cycle. Now, sometimes the cycles on the upside extend out like we're right now, more probably about nine or 10 years from uh, the recovery. If you take from 08, we're way overextended, but you probably have to take from somewhere around 10, probably around 11 or 12 before it actually started picking back up again. If you take 12 and you go out to 19, you're, in, you're still at the top end of the five to seven, but because of some of the things that happened, this might extend on out another year or two before the economy does its natural reciprocal flow down in the recession. So whether that's right or not, whether I'm off six months or a year one way or the other, there's signs in, in, in the businesses I just sold that I can point to. You'll have to figure that out with, with what that looks like in your life if you're in business. I'm not really talking about business in this other than to give you an example of a life story of what humility looks like. And really, if you could come up with just one word to describe humility, it's restraint. It's restraining you from overstepping your bounds. So we're really back to the last talk, which was managing you and also living within 
the boundaries of your life that you live in right at this moment in time. See, here's the thing. I believe that every decade of our life, we should get smarter. (laughs) Hopefully you do too, or you probably wouldn't be listening to this. I believe that we should grow into the best version of ourselves continually. That also implies our boundaries uh, and the people within these boundaries will change. Okay, so some people will exit out of the inner circle. Some people will come into the inner circle and some people will come into the primary circle that you do life with outside of your immediate family, which is the second circle. If you remember the circles, that second circle, you will have a lot of volatility, if you will, of people coming in and out as you grow. Now, the center circle in my mind doesn't change a lot because it really represents your wife or your husband your children, and maybe your, your, your parents, and then you, maybe two or three of your closest lifelong friends. That circle typically doesn't change very much. Now, it can, you know, for different reasons, but by and large, it stays steady. But the second circle, which is still going to be relationships that are fairly deep in your life, that circle has a lot of volatility. And that circle has to do with you growing and becoming the best version of yourself in the decade you're living in. You know, I like to break life in decades. When I was when I was younger, I wanted everything done in, in 10 minutes or five minutes because I'm a fairly impatient person to start with. So humility and the word restraint to me is really a negative most of the time when I was younger. I'm realizing that it's very positive for me now, but I'm 57 years old. So it's taking me a long time to learn this lesson. I'm trying to give you this lesson. Hopefully you're younger listening to this and you can apply it how it applies to your life. But when I was in my 20s, there was a certain rhythm in my life. And, and, and there was a certain way to do life as I was growing in my businesses that I was trying, attempting to start and be prosperous, you know, mainly in the beginning was to, to, to make enough money so that, that uh, you know, we wanted to have children and I wanted to be able to bring my wife home, uh, and, and, you know, from work. And that took us till we were about 30 or 31, 32 when we had our first child. But anyways, our, our original goal was just so we had enough money to meet the month and not be broke all the time. As we broke through that thing in our 20s, then we started having abundance. And as we entered into our 30s, we I started having different goals and different dreams. And so I was changing. So the reason I bring up decades is that whatever decade you're in, if you're in your 40s, your life looks different now than it did when you were in your 20s. Okay. If you're in your 30s, it looks different now than you when you were in your mid-20s. If you're in your 50s like me, it looks different than when you were in your mid to late 40s. And each decade, I believe, should be better. Now, I realize we get older <laughs> and we can't rock like we used to. Like if you go to the gym or, or you play sports, that might change a little bit as you get older. But I believe internally learning about how to receive acceptance from our vertical relationship and and learning how to be pliable and teachable, which is the humility piece. And then walking out our identity should get richer each decade. And that's really what I'm going after here. And that's why I'm kind of belaboring the point of humility. I I want to, I'm probably going to end right here because I've probably given you enough angles on this and and we're going to talk a little bit more, probably have I don't know, two, three more talks that I want to kind of wrap this whole series up. 
But I want to give you the thought of this as we end. The more pliable you can be, pliability means teachable. That's how I would define the word for me. It probably means different things. You could probably look it up in Webster and come up. Look, one of the things that I learned in life as I started creating my own healthy boundaries and learning how to restrain me, manage me, control me, and learning how to live from the state of a powerful identity is I learned that for me to have a life working in, that, in those three arenas really well, I had to define life myself. And I came up with definitions for words and phrases that what they meant to me. So as, you know, metaphorically speaking, I could say something like I am an athlete and it gives me the powerful urge that I've got to go work out and prove that. So it's, it's these things, they define you. The things, the little life statements and the identity statements that you come up with and what I call, and my mentor named them this, the I am statements that you come up with that you should have a list of and maybe life statements. I have a book that just has my prophetic words, my life statements, and my I am statements in the same book. So I can go in there and remind myself with phrases and words who I am so that I learn how, A, number one, to restrain when I need to, push the pedal when I need to, push the brake when I need to, push the gas at the right time, push the brake at the right time. And then through that, learning how to have a deeper a walk in the vertical relationship with the Father, okay? So all three of those things kind of run together for me. But the kind of the place I want to end here, land, is that I want you to learn how to let every man be your teacher. This is harder for me, and I realized this over the last, I don't know, probably the last two years as I have stretched out, sold the primary business I run. It had become super successful. I really, a couple years ago, uh, as late as, as early as, as, as late 16, I realized that I wanted to do something different but didn't know how to. And that's I had been running that business for a long time, a couple, couple, two and a half decades. Actually, uh, it's more like three decades. But... Um, I wanted to do some other things, and I thought, well, you know, I want to write. I have a lot of things I'd like to maybe even develop a consulting business, a business strategy uh, type of business for corporate people, and, you know, just different things. And, and, and I wasn't really, I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And see, uh, I realized at that point in time that, that I had succeeded at the further than I thought I, I would ever get in the very business that I ran 20 years ago. I never thought we would be, we ended up in the top 1,000 companies that do what we do in the United States of America out of almost 100,000 companies. So from where I came from, that was really successful in steroids in my perspective. But anyways, the reason I'm telling you that is that once you become successful in life, if you're not careful, you begin to think that you know more than you know. And you, and, and me being an avid reader and a, a kind of a self-help uh, you know, junkie, so to speak, I just want to grow and become. And that's been really a great uh, place for me in my life because it's caused me to, to keep becoming. Doing that, I did know a lot. I did know how to apply a lot. I had a lot of experiences. And if you're not careful, then you think that what you know most 90% of the time is superior to everyone around you. And, and that's not a negative per se, but when that restricts you allowing people to speak into your life and being teachable, 
And this is where the word pliability and humility comes in. And you become pliable that every man can be your teacher. Because what I found out, the way the vertical relationship works for me is that typically the Lord will bring me answers from him through kind of weird places. And when I say weird, I don't mean like, you know, it's just different. Like I'll be asking, thinking I'm going to get a response in my own heart and maybe he'll have one of my younger daughters just come up one day and say something and suddenly the light bulb goes off. They might just be talking about something random, but something in their phrase, it's like, oh, that's the answer I needed. And see what I learned, if you're not tender and pliable, you lack humility. That's really what I want to get. And if that, if that sticks down deep inside of you and you're like, oh my God, I, I see that in me, then, then just, just lift that up to the Lord. Don't feel, don't feel disempowered in this moment. Feel the pain of it. Feel the, 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 the sword, if you will, of the surgeon, the great healer. He's wanting to correct that in your life so that you'll move forward from here in, a, in, in an upgrade, so to speak, that your software is upgraded. Don't feel down about it. Feel wonderful that it's been pointed out so you don't have to spend another decade not getting the answers and wondering why your vertical relationship is challenged. It's because you're not listening to the very answers that maybe he's giving through people that you're not expecting them to come through. And what I found out is that this is the way the teacher, the Holy Spirit teaches me is I'll ask a question and I'll have my vertical relationship okay. And I think we do vertical a lot better, at least I do, than I do horizontal relationships. And that's the whole boundary issue, right? So you know, for me, I'll say, well, you know, yeah, Lord, I need this. And I'll be saying, okay, talk to me about it. Tell me, talk to me, you know, show me. I'll be reading and studying. Why can't, why, why am I not seeing the answer? And the answer might be right beside me in work, so to speak, in one of my salespeople or my office manager or my VP or, or one of the people that is one of the superintendents who runs crews for the company I just sold. What if they come in with something that they say and it changes everything? Well, if I'm not pliable and if I think that if I have a state of a mentality that I am completely superior to everyone around me, which I don't think I ever have had that type of state, but we can get there if you develop success in your life and you become non-teachable and pliable because you're not listening. You're not willing to let every man be your teacher. So as we end this, we went long enough. I wasn't planning on going this long, but I, I really wanted to hit this one and drill down on this one because Without humility and restraint and personal managing you, you managing you, like we talked about, ended on the last one, you are going to go through this decade that you're in, whatever age you are, without all the answers you could get from the vertical relationship if you would just be pliable, tender, open, receptive, teachable. And if you would learn how to do that, you, life would become greater and faster and better for you in every arena. The acceptance, the humility piece, the identity piece would explode and you would be living a full-on, fully alive, full-in-your-face, wonderful life. I didn't say it wouldn't have problems. I just say you would live at a higher level. So take this. I know this has been kind of a long one. And what I want you to think about is write down when you leave this, the areas that you've been 
we'll just use hard-hearted, maybe stiff-necked to listen to other people's advice. How about that? That you want to leave here with a tender heart that's not one of stone so that it's pliable and teachable to all men. Because the Lord might actually bring a child up to you to try to teach you a major lesson in your life that will have great impact for decades to come. But if you're not listening and if you are not pliable and teachable, you're going to miss the moment. Don't do that. With all the freedom you get, remember, live free. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember to hit subscribe. If you would like to know more about what I do and how I could possibly help you, then visit me at www.donwlong.com. Also check out the course, Selling from the Soul.